You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello, hello. It's Brooke DeVard, and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. Okay, so before I get into today's episode with Claire, which is super inspiring, she started the Fashion Bomb, you know, from nothing as a side hustle as she was working at all of these other magazines. She has an amazing story. It was a great interview. She's just a woman with a strong point of view. I love I love people that have a strong point of view. We had a lot of fun. The audio quality isn't perfect. We were having fun drinking wine. You're going to hear some like glasses clinking on the table, but that's okay. I don't think it takes away from the interview at all, and it's definitely one of my best since I've started. I've got Claire Summer in front of me. Hi. Uh, Claire, I don't know where to start in terms of introducing you. You are like a fashion powerhouse <laughs> publisher, <laughs> content creator, mm-hmm. now author. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how do you kind of introduce yourself to people? Like you're not, like it would, I feel like it's limiting to say you're a blogger. Yeah. Um, no, I, I would say I'm, I'm an editor and an influencer and an author and entrepreneur, but you know, I always say I'm the founder of Fashion Bomb Daily. Yes. Um, it's one of the top 50 most influential style magazines in the okay. world. And, well, uh, that's it. <laughs> I, I remember and God, you know, it's so funny. I don't even know when we met or how we met. But I remember how we met. Was it because I submitted my picture to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you were a, a fashion bombshell of the day a couple times. And then that was we like s- a big deal. Like, <laughs> I can't even, I, I just want to express to you what a big deal that was for mm-hmm. me at the time, having this little baby blog, the glamorous eccentric to be featured. Mm-hmm. And it gave me so much traffic. I feel like mm-hmm. I have followers now that still know me from that bombshell feature. Mm-hmm. How many years ago? I it must have been remember. eight or nine years ago. Yeah, it was a long, long, a long, long time, time ago. ago. Yeah, yeah. It's insane. It is insane. Yeah, I mean, I love how many people I'm able to meet through Fashion Bomb Daily and so many, like, quality, stylish, like, fabulous, amazing people. So I think that's one of my favorite things about writing for this site is the connections um, I'm able to build with people. I, I'm dying to hear about the experience of writing a book because uh-huh. I know it can't be easy. No. But can I just say that your first chapter, mm-hmm. the title of the first chapter alone, Yes, I Went to Harvard. Yeah. I think that is amazing. Thank you. Why did you decide <laughs> to put that front and center and just get that out of the way? Well, um, I 
wrote with a, I, I had a book coach. His name is Tony Gaskins. Okay. And he is a very prolific author, and he also helps a lot of people write their books. But he helped me to come up with an outline. Okay. Um, the fact that I went to Harvard is something that I don't really talk about a lot yeah yeah and it's something that's it's just weird to me because I don't I mean I don't really see it as a big deal here's the thing though and I'm gonna challenge you on this just because I feel like people from Harvard do this fake humble thing where Mm -hmm. and and I see it also from Stanford but yeah people will say where did you go to school and they'll say I went to school in Cambridge yeah yeah instead of just Come, come out and say you went to Harvard. It's not a fake humble thing for me because I understand that the minute I say the Harvard thing, it's it, we call it the H-bomb. Right. People's whole face and countenance changes. Like, their whole... Got it. Like, the chemistry in their brain yeah. and, and the, like... They're just... And also... The temperatures in their body yes. shift. Yes. <laughs> it's just, like... But I think it's also because you look the way that you look, right? Yeah. You're, like, this super fashionable, glamorous woman and then mm-hmm. you say oh and by the way I went to Harvard it's almost like I can imagine dating that must be like it's almost like too much to handle if you're meeting someone for the first time yeah I mean it's a lot to handle and I've also <laughs> found that you know I always kind of want to make people feel comfortable around me and I don't ever want to seem like I'm bragging like a lot of times mm-hmm. I need other people to toot my own horn right okay um, well I'll be I'll be doing that for this whole show <laughs> I th- this, so this is my only thing. If mm-hmm. you did go to some small community college like mm-hmm. SUNY, you would just tell people you went to SUNY and it yeah. wouldn't be like a big deal. Yeah. But because it's like a Harvard, I feel like people are more, I don't know. Yeah, more, they, people yeah. do change. And, and yeah. I've been out bowling with people and just mention I went to Harvard and they'd be like, oh, well, I hope you can out bowl me. Like they think that because <laughs> you're you're smart, like you're supposed to be so good at everything. And, and that's not the case. Like, mm-hmm. we are flawed individuals. We're mm-hmm. complicated. A lot of people who go to Harvard are, ex- like, absolutely batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, as, I, <laughs> yeah. as I outlined in Chapter yes. 9 yes. with my crazy-ass yes. ex-boyfriend. Yes. So, you know, we're just varied and different. And I never thought that Harvard... I mean, I think Harvard did help me in, in the course of my career, but I never really felt like it was a card that needed to be played. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think over time, people have been like, okay, you need to be proud of this. You need to tell people absolutely, about this. So, absolutely. Yeah. The thing that I related to so much, so I've talked about this even on the show. Mm-hmm. Coming from New York City, when I went to Stanford, mm-hmm. I remember it was like the freshmen came a week before classes started, mm-hmm. and everyone was wearing pajamas and flip-flops. And I was kind of confused. I was like, oh, like maybe because class hasn't started. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that that's just how people dress in college. And people would look at me. Mm-hmm. and say, oh my gosh, you're so dressed up today. And I'm like, right. oh, because I'm wearing clothes. Yeah. So reading about you and your like stilettos yeah. and your, yeah. your full look on the Harvard yeah. campus, I was like, yeah. yes, like this was my experience. Me and my friend Crystal, it, we call it, it was Crystal and Claire. People would get us confused, but always dressed up. I mean, we had like a yeah, time. So, I feel like that's so cute and fun. And you yeah. know, it's so funny when I went to Atlanta, because you know, I did a semester at Spelman. Mm-hmm. And of course the girls there like turn it at like, it's right. like, Literally every day is a runway. I was yeah. like, oh, okay, like, yeah, this is my home. This is where I'm supposed to be. But even when I was there, I was like, this is too much. Even yeah, yeah. But even my friends now, I'm still so close to everybody I went to school with, and okay. we still hang out. And my friend Angela, she came out and she was wearing a backpack, like a red. <laughs> 
book bag yeah. that a 16-year-old yeah. high school yeah. student would yeah. wear. And, and she wore it to a party I, I invited her to also. I'm like, yeah. why are you wearing a book bag? And she's a registered nurse like my friends come from. <laughs> they do so many different, different things. things. They're yeah. lawyers. They're yeah. managing directors at Goldman Sachs. You yeah. know, so yeah. that's just who they yeah. are. And The thing that's so funny to me about fashion, though, is that if that book bag was like vêtements, you know, yeah, I and know. it would be like this ironic, you know, normcore piece. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. So it's like fashion is has a way to be judgmental, but then also uh, contradict itself all the time, which is mm-hmm. one of the great things about it. Yeah. You have worked um, at various publications, some mm-hmm. here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and then also in Paris. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I always think about in terms of the work experience at a, at a fashion house mm-hmm. or a fashion publication mm-hmm. is the license that people feel to yell at you. Hmm. Yeah. It's kind of astounding, right? Like yeah. in no other professional setting have I ever like heard someone raise their voice or get upset, but in fashion that seems to be fairly common. And I know that you've had some experiences where people took a certain tone with you. Definitely. How do you handle those situations? I mean, now you're, now you work for yourself, so you don't have yeah. to deal with it, but yeah. Um, my first experience was that with that was at Paris Vogue. I had kind of a crazy boss. She was younger than me. Um, I think she was definitely threatened by me. She called me up several times yelling at me, telling me that images I'd uploaded were blurry and can't I see that? And she's the editor-in-chief of Paris mm. Vogue and I can't be writing emails to people this way. Like, and I, I, yeah, my she, res- said, she said in bad French, right? In bad and, French. And by the way, for you to go all the way to Paris mm-hmm. and work in an office where everyone speaks French is an amazing accomplishment and it's, you almost want to tell someone like that, well, how is your English? Because I'm sure it's not... Exactly. Yes. Exactly. My response was always shock and always, a little yes. incredulousness. Yes. I was like, how dare you? <laughs> it's like, I remember when I was interning at Vogue and I had, I hadn't picked up the right bag to get dropped off at a shoot. I'm an intern and this woman is screaming at me on the other end of the phone. And I couldn't, I was, I was so like, I was just so confused. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why are you raising your voice at me? Yeah. That I, I, I pretty much couldn't respond. I think I was just kind of like, okay. And I hung and it, it took so long to register because I was just so confused yeah. by that behavior. I mean, my mother raised me to be confident in myself yes. and yeah. to know my worth and my value. Yes. And nobody screams at me but my mother. Yes, You know, so at the end of the day, with with that situation, you know, I didn't really talk back to her. I think I just did my work and kept my nose down. And, you know, I see some people from Paris Vogue. I saw one a couple years ago at a Korean rock fell party in Paris, and he was like, oh, yeah, in the office we just talk about, like, how well you've done and how far you've gone and all these things. But, yeah, at the time it was just... Do you think they're secretly hating? Or, or maybe just a little bit jealous, right? Because you have charted your own path. Yeah, yeah. But they I mean, probably also admire what yeah, you've built, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't think they were all bad. I think that a lot of times, especially in fashion, women will become extremely competitive and catty. Yes. And and that's what was happening with this young lady. Yes. And so... Um, I, I, I'm not quite done yet, but I think there's probably part admiration there. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think she's still there, actually, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. One of the things also that I think is a really big lesson to learn um, 
I went down this path of thinking that I wanted to work in fashion, and mm-hmm. then I found out the salary. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. So pretty much you are paid, I think it's like $25,000 is starting mm-hmm. salary at a place mm-hmm. like Vogue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you had this moment of realization, kind of like, I don't need Vogue to validate my existence. Right. <laughs> I have my own platform. And I think right. that's such a powerful thing. Right. How are you able to kind of come to that decision? It took me, it took several revelations. The first was when I was sleeping on the tub in Paris. So for those of you who haven't read the book, I had a point in Paris when I was sleeping on a tub because I, my one apartment couldn't be lived in because the ceiling caved in and I didn't have any, anything to move into a new apartment. So I lived with my friend and she had a room with a door that happened <laughs> to be a bathroom with the bathtub in it. Yeah. So anyway, I got my first Im- invitation to the Chanel show when yeah. I was sleeping on this tub which was so <laughs> ironic because <laughs> Chanel has not invited me since but I'm sure they will yes, you know for next course. season but um I remember sitting behind these these guys and they were like I love fashion but there's no money in it mm-hmm. and I was like out of all these people in the Grand Palais here there is somebody in here making money yeah <laughs> and I'm gonna find out who that is yes so that was one thing that just ticked off in my mind I'm like I'm gonna do research and just find out how to make money from this vocation and then the second was kind of like it wasn't a choice um around this time I moved back home from Paris Vogue.com was launching Mm -hmm. so I did have the opportunity to work for Vogue.com and I sent an email to Anna Wintour and Mm I had sent Anna Wintour several emails and she always responded yeah um I never got to meet with her personally she sent me to meet with Sally Singer with different people um but this time around she directed me to human resources which I felt was kind of an insult you know or maybe not yeah I I I have mixed feelings about that because I feel like that is okay let's do the next step which is setting up a formalized interview yeah I mean we want to kind of keep it but yeah I totally could have misinterpreted that email but Mm -hmm. I was like I want to meet Anna and tour and maybe that was me getting ahead of myself but I was just like crying to my mom and she was like why she just yelled at me she was like why are you crying and then I realized at that moment that I was making enough money to to live from my website Mm -hmm. and I just focused on and I think writing a website or being an influencer it's a constant kind of figuring out how you can make money from this. You know, like if you're an entrepreneur, you're a freelancer or whatever, figuring out how to be profitable Mm -hmm. and then figuring out how to save that money and build that money so that you're not beholden to trends or, um, you know, the the whimsies of your readership. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think that your story is very inspiring and I think that a lot of people do want to go out and start their own thing. Mm -hmm. And I I fully support that and not that anyone needs my support. Mm -hmm. What I like about what you've done and what I think is so important and a lot of people miss out on, honestly, is you learned from the, you have a, you had a foundation and Mm -hmm. you learned from the best. Mm -hmm. So because you had all of this great internship experience, all of this great work experience, Mm -hmm. you were then in a position to launch your own thing, Mm -hmm. working on it on the side. Mm -hmm. You know, I I read about how you would come home from work and then you would work on your site on the side. Mm -hmm. I think, and I would, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Don't you feel like a lot of people skip that step of getting other work experience? Like they just kind of graduate and they're like, I'm going to be my own brand. Yeah. Like you have to learn from people first. 
I agree. And when I graduated from Harvard and I was working at New York Magazine, I was like, I am way too smart to be here <laughs> handing out faxes and opening up mail and begging people to do work. But you have to do it. You have to do yeah. it. And those are the things that I did because I didn't have a choice. Oh and I God. did that for several months, making $5.15 an yeah. hour. And then I went on and did other jobs. And Honestly speaking, like when I worked at So Nice Magazine, oh God. <laughs> where they were all just incredible bitches all the time. Yeah, some somewhere, I mean, somewhere. Yeah. Um, but at So Nice, I remember I wrote my first article that was ready for publication, and it was dripping in red ink, mm. just showing me that I didn't really know how to write an article mm-hmm. for a magazine. And right. those editors there taught me, right? And I was willing to be taught, even mm-hmm. though you know I probably did somewhat have the skills and I bring all of those lessons that I've learned along the way to Fashion Bomb Daily and unfortunately what I'm seeing with some of my contributors is they're fresh out of college, they're living with their mom, you know, and I tried to talk to everyone who writes for me and Mm -hmm. figure out what their goals are and what they want to do in life. And this one girl, she was crying on the phone to me about how she didn't know what she wanted to do in her life. And she's living at home with her mom. She's fine. Yeah. You know, (laughs) she's, but people are presented with these great opportunities and they don't take advantage of them, them. but then think that they have the skills that they need to run a website or run a social media page. And they don't understand. It was crazy. The other day and my boyfriend still makes fun of me for this but one of my writers she doesn't really know how to use apostrophe s like to show possession or how to use apostrophe s in in like a sentence and it was just driving me i know insane i know i I started crying (laughs) i started crying i started crying i was like this is one of my top writers and she doesn't know Basic grammar. Basic grammar. I know, but it is amazing how few people do know basic grammar, right. as evidenced by all of the horrible writing I see on a daily basis. Right. But I think that what people might not know about Fashion Bomb Daily is that I have a commitment to excellence. Yes. That other people might not have, mm-hmm. and maybe they don't know that I'm grilling people about apostrophe S usage and I'm grilling people about how to use the right caption and what to write to Mm -hmm. entice people. And so it's kind of all of these experiences that have culminated in us creating this. So yes, you'll see Beyonce a million times and Nicki Minaj, but it's in our own way. And it, for me, I always want it to be excellent. And, it, and, and I can just say, from thinking back eight, nine years ago, you have always had that commitment to excellence. Because I remember when I sent you pictures, you I remember you asked, okay, could I get a few more pictures? Could you mm-hmm. give me some information about this? Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important also how you launch. Because I mm-hmm. think a lot of people think, you know, I'll just try it, and maybe it's not so great. And then when it becomes big, then I'll put all this like effort and love into it. No. And you put effort and love into it before it became what it is today. And that's right. kind of necessary. You do. You have to continue. First, I don't really think that you should ever do it for money. Yeah, absolutely um, not. And, uh, you know, it's hard because you're like, I need money. I mean, we all need money, yeah. obviously, but like... 
I do it because I love it. Mm -hmm. And even like we've experienced downturns in traffic on the site. And I don't know if anybody reads the bomb life, but at the end of the day, I know that when people start to visit, I want them to have content to consume. I want them to click on things. And so our strategy is always, how do we get better? How do we get that exposure so that people can actually read all the great things that we write? Yeah. So you guys feature a lot of celebrities Mm -hmm. on the site. Mm Mm-hmm. Who would you, who are the celebrities right now that you think have like amazing style, beauty? Like every time you see their look, they're just killing it personally. Jennifer Lopez. Yes, absolutely. Gwen Stefani. They happen to share Ooh. the same stylist, Marielle and Rob. Yes. Um, yeah. I actually really like what Janelle Monet's done. Mm-hmm. You know, she always used to wear a suit, you know, and her stylist, me, Riley, has allowed her to wear black, white, red, or black and white with accents, and I Mm -hmm. think she's been really creative with those colors. And her hairstylist, Nikki Nelms, is doing amazing stuff, Mm -hmm. and I was super surprised to see her on the Oscars red carpet with straight hair, like that straight pixie cut. It must have been a wig or something. Yeah, I mean, she was ranked one of our best dressed, for sure. Um, And then in terms of traffic, who who are the names that people get? You see the highest engagement on social and the most... Beyonce. Of course. Rihanna. Marjorie Harvey. Really? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Um, I think that Marjorie Harvey dresses to be noticed. Yes. And, and she's always dripping in labels. Just for people listening, if you don't know her, she is Steve Harvey's wife. wife. She is. And she, I don't think there's a photo of her that exists where she's not in head-to-toe designer labels. I yeah. Mean, she's, it's like the Hermes bag, the, yeah. like everything. Yeah. The lady loves couture. Yes, she yes. Yeah. And so we're kind of, and, and this is something that we do, but we're the only site that probably features her on a consistent basis. Oh, ah, that's interesting. And her team has told us that we're, we should be credited with a lot of her exposure with yeah. people like knowing who she is, even though I think in followers she's surpassed us. Um, but now what, what I've what I've seen with our readers is yes they adore her but now they're starting to like really get crazy in the comments and talk about her past and I know. you know sometimes with with our comments you just have to you know grab some popcorn <laughs> and read it because people will just read people for filth so but they love to it's, it's kind of like the Kardashians so the Kardashian Jenners are another big traffic boost for us and it's like people have asked us not to feature them as much but it's kind of like they love them and they hate them and so oh yeah and I definitely fall into that camp of like claiming that I hate them and I'm so sick of them but I still keep looking yeah I I can't stop the girls have those women have been able to distinguish themselves because of their fashion Mm -hmm. that is a key part of their whole PR plan totally so we we have to pay attention to them they demand our attention yeah and so yeah I am, you look amazing, by the way. Your skin, your body, everything is just like on a (laughs) hundred. Thank you. But you travel all the time. You're always at events. Mm -hmm. You always have a glass of champagne in your hand. I do, yeah. How do you keep your skin glowing? How do you keep your figure right? Like, how do you keep it all together with Mm -hmm. all of these crazy work commitments? Because it's not. It's easy. not easy. Yeah. yeah. I haven't worked out in about a month and a half, which is terrible. Um, one of my dear friends, Kelly Carter, we always used to go to Soul Cycle. Like, we would go two to three Soul times Cycle. a week with um, one of my favorite instructors, Tay J, um, on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Which studio say. is Tay J at? She oscillates between Union Square and. Um, 
there's one on the Bowery okay. also. Um, but with Fashion Week and all that, it just fell to the wayside. Yeah. But my boyfriend, he's also a nutritionist, oh, and wow. he was like, and I was like, I'm fat. But he was like, um, that's absurd. But yeah, but he was like fruits and veggies. So I've started to eat like lots of greens, lots of fruits, and like lean meats. Mm-hmm. And it's hard, you know. I'll, I'll always drink wine and stuff like that, and it's hard not to like indulge in the pizza and the pasta and the carbs and stuff but actually don't mind like all the salads and yeah so yeah for me it's sugar sugar is like my like I see like a a red velvet cupcake and I'm like that has my name on it yeah I'm I I like healthy food and I can Mm -hmm. eat more salads I have a hard time turning down sugar I don't really have a sweet tooth I'm so jealous yeah a a lot of people don't have like I'm if I didn't I would be so happy for me if I could have like a cute cocktail like a lychee martini that could serve as dessert for me wow yeah jealous I need like the lychee martini and the cake chocolate cake (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly exactly Mm -hmm. and then in terms what's your kind of skincare routine do you have like your morning routine your nighttime routine I don't. Um, people ask me a lot about my legs, and they ask me a lot about my skin. Oh, my, my gosh, skin. yes. Your legs are amazing. And Thank you. Yes. Let's talk about the skin first, then we'll get to the body. <laughs> no, but what I'm going to tell you is, unfortunately, both of those have are to be genetic. Genetic, yeah. Because with the legs, I haven't worked out mm-hmm. in a long time. And then with my skin, like, I was actually going to keep on my... I keep makeup on for two days sometimes, which is so bad. It's Let me terrible. tell you how happy I am that you're saying this. Yeah. Because I've said this on this podcast before. Mm-hmm. Women with amazing skin mm-hmm. are born with amazing skin. So you can ask them <laughs> what products they're using. But it's genetic, right? It's it, the, it's the it's hair, largely, skin, and nail gene. It's the yeah. same gene that controls all three of those features. And yeah. it's a gen- I mean, obviously you can improve what you were born with, mm-hmm. but... For the most part, it really is genetic. Yeah. Yeah. I always don't, I don't want to take it for granted. And I know I should treat my skin better. Like the makeup for two days, like. So you go to bed without washing your face sometimes? Yeah, I did it last night. And then today I was like, these eyelashes are bothering me. And then I was like, I don't think I'm being recorded. So I'll just wash my face. Um, But um, when I'm not in makeup or doing an event or something, I don't wear makeup at all. So I'll wear sunglasses and lipstick. And I love to... I love that tip. So you basically give yourself like a little skin vacation. Yeah. Like absolutely. I'm not wearing any... I'm wearing lipstick, but I'm not wearing any skin makeup. That's so interesting. When we were in, uh, my husband and I went to Japan last year and Mm -hmm. all of these, have you been to Japan? Not yet, no. So in Tokyo, all of these women wear these like masks Mm -hmm. and I was like, what is going on? What's in the air that I shouldn't be breathing? And then I did all of this research about it and I learned that for a lot of women, it's because like they're running errands on the weekend and they don't want to be bothered with putting on a full face of makeup. Wow. So they'll just like put a mask on and I was like, that's (laughs) kind of amazing. Yeah. That's kind of like your version of sunglasses and lipstick. Yeah. I mean, I love sunglasses. I have so many, if I have one weakness, it would be sunglasses, you know, because it's an affordable luxury. You're never not gonna so affordable. Some okay, so I, had, I know I know I've seen your sunglasses and yeah, you've got lots of designers in there. I do. The most expensive pair I've ever had, which were they were my Porsche sunglasses, and I lost those. And I I normally don't lose sunglasses, so okay. that's why I remember. Like somehow, two of my most expensive pairs of sunglasses. It's always the expensive ones that you disappeared. Lose, yeah, and the cheap ones are like lying around forever. <clears throat> I know, but um, I love Celine. Celine is like two fifty. 
350, 300. Tom Ford's will start at 500 and Dior's will be 500 also. But like, I like Celine's. And so, you know, I have a few pairs of those. And I've been talking to a few companies about just sending me some. I know. You should make your own like eyewear line. Didn't Amber Rose do that? She did. Was that successful? I I feel like I heard about it and then I never heard about it again. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, we have some products in the works. Oh, really? Yeah. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. So you interview a lot of people Mm -hmm. for the Fashion Bomb. Yep. Who have you been most starstruck about meeting in terms of just like sheer fangirl moment? For an interview? Yeah. Or just even at like an event. I mean, you see you're surrounded by... Beyonce. Hands down. She's, it just kind of floors you, right? Like yeah. her beauty, everything. Yeah. I mean, she was beautiful. She was gracious and humble. You talked to her? I just said hi. Like, I think I like, shook her hand, and, and that was really probably the end of it. <laughs> but I want to be like, Beyonce, I love you. <laughs> I yeah. really hope there's not a day that she comes into the Viacom offices because, like, I all of my professional demeanor will... Will fall to the wayside. Will fall to the wayside. Yeah. Her... Um... You know, I'm not really starstruck. Yeah, you're kind of like... You're a little bit, like, too cool to be starstruck, I feel like. <laughs> like, I saw... There was, like, a picture of you with, like, Meek Mill. And no shade to Meek Mill, but I was looking at it like, he's with the celebrity. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was funny, because he... I was having this... Um, I had my first events for the bomb life in Houston and I just had these like small store events and somebody was like Meek Mill is here and I was like oh my goodness and then somebody was like he like came to your event yes yes but or maybe he was just shopping but we'll say he came to my event okay but um I asked the publicist I was like was he down to take a picture and she's like uh I don't know they said he's not taking pictures blah 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 and anyway he made his way over to the part of the store I was in and I was like hi and I just like walked up to him and he was like oh yeah and I just talked I mean I'm not afraid of people. Right. I've walked up to Anna Wintour before. Right. Granted, I'd had a few glasses of champagne before I did that, but... <laughs> how, I, how was your interaction with Anna Wintour? I gave her my card. That's and amazing. And I was like, I want to work for Vogue one day. And she was like, oh, okay. And then I gave her, my, I gave her my card, and she kept walking. Like, it was very brief, but Kareen Ratfeld, I've, I've walked up to her several times. That's like, amazing. I really... Sometimes I am intimidated, like, with Oprah. I mean, oh I have taken a picture with Oprah, oh but God. there was another time when I saw her at Essence Black Women in Hollywood, and she was literally a foot away from me, and I could have, but I just was like, there's something about my intuition. I trust yes, it. Yes, yes, Most times my intuition is like, just go for it. But for this one, I was for just Oprah, feeling... For Oprah, it's like, yeah. Yeah, I was just feeling a little reticent with that one, yeah. but... I'm not generally afraid. Like, I remember seeing Kanye West at the YSL show. I had snuck into that show, and I walked up to him with my flip camera, and I got him on video. (laughs) Like, I am fearless. Yes, but this is the thing. I think that fearless people, like, Anna Wintour is a go-getter, right? Mm -hmm. Like, when it's like game recognizes game. So when you're being fearless and you introduce yourself and you make your intentions known, then they kind of respect that. Right? Yeah, I think real recognizes real. And there's so many things, there's so many people who are like, I saw you 
in the museum and I didn't say hi, but I'm going to come say hi on Instagram. And I'm like, well, why are you doing that? Why don't you just come up right. to me and say hi? Like, I think we have to remember that at the end of the day, these are people. Right. You should always treat them with the proper respect and reverence. Right. But like... And in terms of proper respect and reverence, I, I think that there is that line where if you see someone that you love and they're eating a meal... Right. And they're with their family and if they're having a personal private moment, it's not the best time to go up right. and ask to take a picture. But right. if you're at a party atmosphere and they're clearly there to do press and interviews, fine, go yeah, for it. Yeah, I mean, you definitely have to play it by ear. Mm-hmm. Like with Beyonce, I've met her twice and oh I God. still don't have my Beyonce picture, but I want it. It's coming. It's coming. I want it this year. I feel it. You're going to get one with the twins. Yeah, I'll that be out like the universe. nuzzling the twins <laughs> straight out of the hospital. But, um, <laughs> Uh, I saw Giuseppe Zanotti at Prime 112 in Miami, and I don't know if anybody else recognized him, yeah. but I was obviously fanning out. I was like, oh my goodness. And then... How, was he, like, did he appreciate the fan love? He did, but he was, uh, when I saw him, he was sitting at the bar, and then me and my friend, we went and we sat down, and then he was sitting at his dinner table. But I caught him because he got up to go to the restroom, and then on his way back, I, like, intercepted him yeah. somehow, and then we got a picture then. So I think it's really about timing and feeling the situation out and also understanding, like, I tell this story in the book where I was backstage at Beyonce's concert, and I see Jay-Z there, and Blue Ivy's running around, and there are all these extremely famous people back there. Jay-Z is so intimidating. Maybe he is. second to Blue Ivy, who is even more intimidating. Yeah, and, and Jay-Z, I, I was probably staring at him a little bit, and he kind of, like, stared at me like, what are you looking at? And then he started playing music, and it was, like, just a relaxed, chill vibe, but, like, I knew that that was not, not the proper the time. time to ask Jay-Z for a selfie, and I also <laughs> have been around Jay-Z enough to know that he's not really into pictures. Right. So, like, me asking him for a picture would have completely forfeited that whole experience. Um, So, you know, with celebrities, you you just play it by ear, but I've gotten next to, like, a lot of my favorites, so it's great. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. This is a question that I ask everyone on Mm. the show. Okay. Your top three, like, beauty products, beauty trends that you love. Okay. My top three beauty products, Saravi. Oh, yes. Cleanser. The foaming cleanser. I'm so happy. Okay. Number one drug. But I just saw my dermatologist a week ago, and she was like, all of that expensive. Shit. You don't need it. You don't need it. CeraVe. Is it CeraVe? I don't even know how to pronounce it. I don't know how to say it either. And it's because it has all these, like, ceramides in it, which is why I got the name. And they have this kind of, like, patent-protected mix of moisturizers and hyaluronic acid. Mm -hmm. So you use their foaming cleanser. I use their foaming cleanser. It's amazing. Sometimes I use their moisturizer, but ever since I've used them, I, like, never have pimples. Yes. I... Thank, thank you for being this high fashion girl who understands yeah. that this is like the best brand. Yeah. Okay. And as much as I might abuse my face wearing makeup two days in a row and things like that, like I literally never get pimples. That's never. amazing. So that, um, I love to use Dr. Bronner's mint yes. body wash. Okay. And then Palmer's cocoa butter. Okay, those are all amazing products. Palmer, my skin is soft. Everybody always comments you do on have how very like my nice skin is so soft. Soft skin. I try to tell y'all. <laughs> Palmer's cocoa butter. Call me. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we know the the products that you love. Mm-hmm. This could be products, but it could also be trends that mm-hmm. you just hate and like don't want to see anymore because you're just so like I, I call it like the trends that need to die. Mm-hmm. What do you have any? 
The sheer dresses. Okay, let's talk about that. Yeah. Why do regular women who do not work at a strip club think it's appropriate to wear dresses with, like, sheer paneling and... Somebody told them it was cute. I don't know who that was. I just, I just don't... Oh, I'm so good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're, so Claire has these be- an amazing manicure, and she's she's tapping her. her I nails like on my the mic. new long nails. Sorry. Okay, I'll put them. I'll sit on my hands. <laughs> Great for your look. Bad for the audio quality. But sorry. Yeah. No. I mean that deserves a nail tap. These girls in these. It's too much. Mm-hmm. I just. Okay. I'm so happy. You're, we're on the same page. Okay. Yep. Anything else? Um. I would say bandage dresses if people are still wearing those and yeah. platform shoes. So I kind of I kind of like a platform. You're you you want a sexy skinny stiletto. I like it. I mean, I think platform like maybe a few platforms. I saw it Gucci maybe, but um, it doesn't have to be a stiletto. Mm-hmm. But like those old school like Christian Louboutin platform peep toes. Yes. What's, I don't, what is that style even called? So I had a pair. I think they're called the Socates that like super high, like I sold seven, all of them. I sold my, exa- I sold mine mm-hmm. and I do not miss them no, because they're so either. painful. So painful. I think those like the, they're red on the bottom because it's like the blood of yeah. like pain. Like they're, I, I don't find them to be comfortable or wearable. They're neither. I remember I wore a pair to an event. It was like Mary J. Blige and there were no seats and I was literally dying. And yeah. I was like, this is just not worth it. <laughs> it's not worth it. It's, it's not worth it. And I have real foot problems. I had bunion surgery. Like, oh my God. Because you're in heels all the time. Yeah. Well, it, part of it's genetic. My mother has a huge bunion and she wears disgusting looking flat shoes and she's like I don't care but like for me you know I'll wear these these heels and then I'm like rubbing my foot for days and looking for the best foot masseuse in like the nation so you know there are comfortable shoes out there I know but why do but I mean why do we do it to ourselves I think about this all the time I there are beautiful flats right and you can look professional and polished and chic in a pair of flats yeah but there is still something about putting on heels and the way it changes your posture and the way your body looks it's kind of it's like kind of undeniable you're like I know it's bad it looks good it definitely looks good but my friend Kelly she challenged me You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. 
me to she said seven day flat challenge and I'm going to do a five day flat challenge okay when is this challenge starting I feel like I don't I, know you, I, you live in a pair of heels I, I do like you never see me in flats but I'm going to reach out to a few sponsors and see who can who yeah. I can get to send me some flats yeah that's and then just show 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 how I could style a flat because you know as I get older I have a decreasing tolerance for pain you say this like you're like entering your city. 60s. I know. As I enter my old age, I just, I can't tolerate it anymore. So I've been doing this for 10 years. I'm on the 11th year right now. I know. So I interviewed my mom and my grandma for this podcast Mm -hmm. and they gave me great advice about wearing stilettos and sexy dresses. And they said, do it now while you're young Mm -hmm. and while you have the body, because you'll look back and say, I wish I had done it. And I'll, because I'm like, I'm ready to give it up already. I'm like, give me my flats and my... At the end of the day, we do it a lot of times for other women. Guys don't care. No. Most guys don't care. Like, most guys don't even care if you're, like, a little extra curvy. You know what I mean? Like, they love you for for who you are. So Women are on diets and are dressing for other women. We are because we're, we're, we criticize Criticize each each other other so much. I know. Yeah. I I always think about the whole, like, designer bag phenomenon. And Mm -hmm. I I was not into designer bags at Mm -hmm. all. It's a very recent thing that I've gotten into if this all came because I got a Chanel bag for Christmas and I wanted to exchange it for another color. And then, so I had to do research, like Chanel bag colors, like Mm -hmm. what type of leather should I get? And then I just got sucked into this vortex Mm -hmm. of information where people, I don't know, their whole identity surrounds the handbag that they carry. Obviously Mm -hmm. it's a very important part of like the luxury fashion market, right? Mm -hmm. These designer bags. But do you personally subscribe to this notion of like lusting (laughs) after a Birkin bag or a not really I mean I have a Givenchy Nightingale tote that I bought cute several years ago like it is so busted and beat down I actually need a new one I'm looking at the Givenchy Antigona bag I bought that bag and the Stella McCartney Falabella bag and oh, that's a cute one too. gray so those are my two go-to yeah. clutches okay no, not clutches bags. but my big tote bags yeah. where I need to bring my laptop into the city yeah that's what I have and then I have smaller bags anything from like Le Petit Jewer to YSL to the bag that I'm carrying today, which is Filio Sibi, which is like a smaller black designer out of oh, that's, Miami. That's so, amazing. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter to me, but I think having the classics are always good. So I think a Chanel bag maybe a YSL bag or two. Um, I'll buy an Hermes bag when I can afford an Hermes bag. But, but even like, if you can afford it, how much is an Hermes bag? I think it's in the ten thousands, and it yeah. can go up, up, up with all of the like ostrich and. Yeah. Do you ever, do you is there a bag that exists that's worth ten thousand? Like even if you can afford it, is it worth ten thousand dollars? That's the thing that I can't wrap my head. No, around. it's definitely not worth ten thousand dollars. <laughs> I went to Paris in January of last year, and it was like a luxury tourism trip, and they took us to the Hermes Atelier, which is not in Paris. It's outside of Paris <laughs> in, in the like suburbs. the banlieue. Yeah. And we go in there, and these are people who are wearing like. Zara or whatever, not to say whatever, but it's right. just like they're hand stitching the bags, and that's right. kind of the beauty of it is that they're hand stitching yes, it. Yes, and a it's a handmade item, and that's it's beautiful. made in France. Yeah. It's not made in China, and so that is how they justify the high price of 
of, of this bag, but at the end of the day, you're looking at it, and it's kind of like the the wizard, and you're raising the curtain, right, yeah. and you're like, really? This is this what is I'm it? paying for? Right. Really? Right. Yeah. Really? Like, and people in Paris probably don't even regard <laughs> Hermes the way that everybody around the world regards right. Hermes. But I saw that luxury, the whole concept of luxury is all kind of a figment of our imagination. Of it's, yeah. it's creating this story. It's creating this allure that is yes. not real. Yeah. It's almost like a, like a religion, right? Like it has this mythic quality to it and it's yeah. been around for ages and yeah. it's like this immediate signifier of... Right class and taste so that's why people lust after these right yeah they do but for me I mean I like I wear what I like yeah and you're also a fashion girl right yeah you're always going to appreciate a great design like a well-designed piece and like a great designer yeah I mean when I get to that Hermes level if I want an Hermes bag I'll buy an Hermes bag but for me right now it's not goals like for me I'm just looking for a functional tote I know Givenchy makes a great functional black tote I've worn the same one for like almost 10 years probably and I just want a new one you know and like sometimes I'm wearing an outfit and I'm like this would look great with a Chanel bag like a black bag with gold accents Mm -hmm. so you know a few bags would be pretty on you yeah Yeah. just a few bags that I can wear all the time that's what I would like but I'm not like I'm not a fashion hoarder I don't need a bunch of stuff I mean people send me a bunch of stuff but like I don't I'm I'm like a simple chick I don't need a lot I would not say I would not say you were trying to be like <laughs> as you're sitting here like dripping in fur I like, know somebody just, sent me this you're like though. I'm a simple girl <laughs> I'm a simple girl half my outfit was uh, I mean one of the things sensory. I love about Givenchy is they feature black mo- like they they feature people of color and mm-hmm. black models in their ad campaigns. Mm-hmm. Chanel had like um, Willa Smith as a brand ambassador. So it makes me feel good to support brands like that. Yeah. I don't know enough about Hermes's advertising and they, and they don't add, I mean they don't have like as much content out as yeah. Givenchy. But I don't even know that they embrace people of color the way that other brands do, which also does that factor does that play a role for you in terms of who to purchase from? For sure. Um, A lot of times when I post my outfits, I don't say that this is a black designer. But you should. Nine times out of ten, I'm wearing head to toe. Oh, you should. A black though. designer. This you hat is a black designer. This jacket is a black designer. Oh, amazing. My bag is a black designer. Yeah. And, and it happens organically because I write about black designers all the time. So they send me stuff to show their appreciation. And I style it in a way that people. Might not, you know, I'll mix it with a Zara tank top and some frame frame denim jeans. But, you know, I try to promote black designers, um, maybe without like tooting my own horn. Yeah. But if you go through a lot of my posts, you'll you'll see that it's a ducky confetti fur or right, right. Whatever. That's awesome. But um, I think just by virtue of who we cover mm-hmm. um, and who I make aware or give exposure to, mm-hmm. I, I do. Um, patronize them yeah um that's so important right like support mm-hmm. within our own community yeah it's such such an important thing and and i think thankfully the fashion industry has gotten ex- increasingly more diverse oh 
And this year it was like, a long I way. think this past year, this year they've been showing out. They're like, damn, we're putting plus size women on the runway. Yeah, we're putting black women everywhere. So it's yeah. it's it's refreshing that they're finally beginning to see the light. Yes, yes. Even Anna Wintour, the most recent Dolce and Gabbana show, they didn't have like traditional models, mm-hmm. and she kind of it was a video that I saw where she said, you know, people have an appetite for more. They don't want to see the same old models down the runway. They want to see something that reflects their real life. And so I think more so now than ever, consumers are driving the desire for imagery. Yeah. I think since blogs became so important and since the consumer started to become the voice. Yes. Vogue has had to loosen the reins and they have to be like, okay, we can't sit up here in our ivory tower and dictate to you what's hot and what's not, who's in and who's out. We have to let other people in. If they don't acknowledge that, if brands don't acknowledge that, then they're going to be left behind. Yeah. And see, now I know that you remember the early days. I don't know what year you were in Paris. I think I was in Paris in 2008. Yeah, 2008 to 2010. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I remember when like a blogger was like a dirty word. It was like... They looked down on bloggers. It was like, oh, she's just a, she's yeah. just a blogger. Mm-hmm. But now how the tables have turned, right? They're dying if they can get a blogger, you know, to yeah. attend their show and wear their piece, mm-hmm. and they're putting them on the covers of magazines. It's been, I think, for, for younger people that don't know what it used to, I mean, for younger people, they're like, of course, bloggers are the most important thing. Mm-hmm. But in those early days, it was like... yeah. You we know, were treated class citizen. We were treated like trash. I was treated like trash. Yeah. I, mean, I recount that in my book. I'm still, I'm not still treated like trash. Of course not. Are um, you kidding? The influence and power that you have. I in know, the but it's still, it's still not the same as my other counterparts. Um, like you mean print editors? No, no, no. Other blogging counterparts, mm. but also understanding that it takes brands a long time to understand the power of the mm-hmm. multicultural yes. African-American community. Like um, this year in my 11th year, I was invited for the first time to the Bauman show. Wow. Um, this year for the first time I was invited to Marquesa. Like so many things are happening in this 11th year. Yes. And these are things I've been w- waiting for and wanting for, for so long. Oh my, well, cheers to your 11th year. And, and Thank you. More amazing things to come. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm going to ask you to read a little excerpt of your book in a moment. Okay. But I felt like all my life I had to fight. You know, <laughs> like it took me so yeah. long, and I feel like Brian Boy getting into Balmain is not a big deal. But for me, it's like it's, right. You know, special. But yeah. they're finally beginning to. Rec- they can't deny me. I know. For much longer. And, it, and I'm so happy for you. It couldn't happen to a better person and a, or a harder working person. Thank you. I've been out with you and you like whip out your laptop at two o'clock in the morning in some bar because you're like, I have to make an update or I have to, you know, yeah. you are always working. And it's so important that you, I think it's important that you discuss the work that goes into your greatness because a lot of people just see fabulous parties and nice shoes and mm-hmm. this glamorous lifestyle, but there's so much work. There is a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. Behind it. Yeah. Now my true work is being a leader. You know, I have a a pretty large team and we're growing and, you know, it's forcing myself to give direction and tell people do this, do that. Yeah. What kind of boss are you? Um, I think, uh, spicy and sweet. Okay. You know, I'm very exacting. Like I'm not always nice, Mm -hmm. but I always also try to be 
a human being at the end of the day. If somebody's like, I'm going through this or, you know, I was in the hospital or my grandmother died or something, I'm not like, work anyway. You know, obviously. Can I be honest with you, though? Uh I'm so sympathetic to people that are going through things like that, but maybe it's just because, I don't know, the, like, army boot camp style of Vogue brainwashed me. Mm -hmm. Whatever personal problems you have, it's, like, unthinkable to even bring them up at work. Is that just me? I mean, of of course, like a death in the family, serious things like that. And if you're not feeling well, of course, you're sick. But I would never bring, like, my personal... Yeah, I mean, I... I don't know. Maybe it's different now. I don't make excuses. Right. Um, I just don't. Right. And a lot of times, people who work for me, they're like, my son spilled milk on my laptop. (laughs) Right. And you're like, when... Okay, I'm sorry. What does this quite have to do with me? When I didn't, there was a moment when my laptop broke and I went to Kinko's. Yeah, you're like, I slept in a bathtub. You know, stop making excuses. There is no excuse for you not to have access to a computer. You can go to a public library, you can go to Kinko's. If you have a Kinko's bill, it's probably $10. I'll pay that. I will reimburse you. Stop making excuses. And I have a very low tolerance for excuses. And I know that people have situations in life but I want everybody like if I'm excellent I want everybody who works with me to have that same standard fair enough fair enough okay let's get to the pink the one thing that has been consistent about you one of the most consistent about you consistent things about you is that you always have like a flawless makeup beat no not today No, no, no. (laughs) you look great today okay I actually have a question for you. These mm-hmm. these golden locks that you have, which is it's like a signature for you. And you mm-hmm. talked about working with an image consultant to mm-hmm. like develop your look, which I'm kind of jealous of and mm-hmm. I may like need some contact details from you. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I so I did faux locks this summer mm-hmm. and it's become this huge trend. Are you kind of do you kind of look at these people like I have been doing this for the longest? I love it. I mean, I see myself as a trendsetter. I saw Black China. She had blonde Did she do locks. it? She did have blonde locks. She had blonde locks. She definitely locks. follows you, right? She blocked us. I don't know what? why. Black China, call me, girl. Why? But I don't know why she blocked us. Petty. I have no idea why. Um, but I saw that she did that hairstyle, and I think it's great. You know, the whole idea of locks, when I first started them, my parents were like, you'll never find a job, and people are going to judge you. And my yeah. dad called them pumpernickels. And, you know, I had so, I I'm, I was met with so much derision and right. kind of like negativity. Mm-hmm. And to see that people are embracing them, people like Zendaya are bringing them to the red carpet, did it with Ava DuVernay. And, so many different women are showing like the diversity of the style and that it can be extremely elegant yeah no I think locks are beautiful but you're far less petty than I am because when I do something and then I see other people doing it I'm like I did it first yeah you're not like that I think people know that this is my signature yeah and you know if Black China chose to keep it going Great. What, you know, yeah. whatever. I'm not trying to pick a fight with Black China, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, from what I've seen, you do not want uh, to do Mm-mm. that. Okay, so I have an excerpt from your book. Okay. Um, this is pretty deep in, page 156. Yeah. So there's a little portion where you talk about grooming, and this mm-hmm. being the Naked Beauty podcast, I had to have you talk about this. So mm-hmm. if you would, please, just read a little bit. Yes, ma'am. So I say, grooming. When I come to an event, everyone can expect me to have my makeup done, my hair done, and my nails done. 
I don't have to spend a ton of money on makeup. Most makeup artists charge $150 a pop, but after going to a beauty conference, I found a young lady who will do it for $75, and she does a great job. My hairstylist charges me $30 for a style. I get a gel manicure for $40 and have it last for a few weeks. In fashion, you simply have to be on point. The entire industry is about how you look and putting forth the best version of yourself. I've skipped out on parties because my hair wasn't done. One time I was told that I need to go on camera for a pilot and my makeup wasn't done. I found the nearest Mac store and got my makeup done plus lashes for $50. Was it the best makeup ever? No. (laughs) But it was something. People in fashion love pretty things, and like magpies are attracted to anything shiny. Give them something to ogle at. Please know that, yes, people will look at you up and down with disdain. I remember seeing Andre Leontelli at a show and him looking at my busted Christian Louboutin <laughs> pumps in horror. When I used to work at So Nice, an editor informed me in the elevator that it was about time I threw my shoes away. I'm Rude. hard on shoes. All that to be say, be as polished as you can. Get your clothes dry cleaned. Don't wear anything stained get an iron or a steamer make sure your jewelry shines pay attention to those small details they will get you far yes i so i love this i love doing this <laughs> one because it reminded me of my mother and my grandmother right they're always like you know steam that shirt and you've got a little spot on the hem of, i'm like no i can see that they're like it matters it's important two because i've seen the andre leon tally stare down grimace you've seen and the grimace he, I mean, he will literally look you up and down and make a visible face of, like, disdain yeah. if he does not approve of your look. <laughs> that is, mm-hmm. like, a real thing. It is. And I'm, 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 I'm not a full makeup girl. I'm not where you are in the makeup girl range. Mm-hmm. But I so appreciate a good makeup artist. A good makeup artist is kind of like... Mm-hmm. the best thing you can find. Yeah. And you've clearly found many because your makeup is always super on point. And then Thank sometimes you. I see on Snapchat, guys, if you're not following Claire on Snapchat, get on it. What's I your What's me. your Snapchat? You must have thousands of followers on Snapchat. I do. It's just Claire Sommer. It's just my name. Claire Sommer is a fashion bomb. Okay. It's, yeah. it's so fabulous. Thank and, you, you know, but I, I love when you document when you have like a new makeup artist that you're working with. <laughs> and they'll be like, what do you guys think about my makeup? And I'm Yeah. Like, my most recent guy, Loso underscore MUA, people love him. Yeah. He, cause he did a great job. Yeah. So he's a new one. I mean, but I love everybody. You know, sometimes I switch around, you know, sometimes yeah. people say there's no loyalty, but for me, it's not about loyalty, yeah. especially in business. I mean, in some cases it is, but you just want to work with the best and yeah. people who like give new people best. a chance and yeah. yeah, like the best photographer, the best makeup artist, the best everything, because yeah. we know in fashion that image is everything. It is. And in social media, it's like the best picture. Yes. Everything. So in your book, you actually talk about, um, putting your best foot forward on social media and that mm-hmm. you, you talked about how a lot of bloggers use just iPhone photos. You prefer professional photos. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I'm just living my life as a normal person, not a brand like you. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, Oh, I like this. This is cute. Yeah. But, but now I'm thinking, okay, I should take my social media more seriously. I should curate it more. Does it, is it, for you worth the effort? Yes, because you're making money from it, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was a time when I first started working with this 
image consultant years ago, I would spend so much money on clothes, like so much money on clothes. I always thought it was an investment, which it was, you know, but um, now I don't have to buy clothes. Right. You know, people will pay me to wear stuff. Right. Not like a lot of money, but people will pay me to wear stuff. Right. And like, you know, the Fashion Bomb Daily brand is strong on its own, but if you have the face of Fashion Bomb mm-hmm. Daily, which everybody knows is me, you know, <laughs> right. they'll be like, okay, we will pay you to come to this as the face of this brand. So when I was first putting myself out there, people were mean. Like, I mm. remember putting my picture up before the days of Instagram and, like, cringing before, like, pressing publish because I knew people were going to come from mm. my neck. I think that's just kind of, like, the nature of internet trolls is that yeah. they were, are going to try to tear you yes. down, yes. bring you to your knees. So I, I dealt with a lot of yeah. negativity, yeah. but I just kept going. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, I, I had a personal blog. Even with this podcast, I put so much of my life and myself out there. But I think that you just have to keep going, right? You just like have you to can't... keep going. And you never know when you'll hit that stride or when you'll get that interview that will have all eyes on you. And then people right. will look back and they'll see that all that you've done and that you've been working and plotting for this moment for so long. Right. So, you know, just keep pushing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting that you are a fashion girl because I actually think that you're a beauty girl. Huh. Because, I mean, you, obviously the clothes, but you also, for me, you have a really strong beauty look. Huh. Like you have like a signature beauty look. Oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) I'm like, tell me, what is it? (laughs) I I think you always have a, a beautiful, like, lip, right? Uh-huh. You have like these beautiful white teeth, great skin. You always have like a nice bronze and then you've got this like platinum blonde locks. For yeah. me at least, I think I think you have like a strong beauty look. Okay. Yeah, beauty is something that I don't pay that much attention to because as I told you before, like I don't really wear makeup. Like, I get my makeup done. I right. don't wear makeup. I don't do my hair. Somebody does my hair. Like, if my hair's not done, I'll wear a hat. Like, I don't pay that. Like, I'll go on trips and not bring any makeup. Ooh, like, no foundation. That's nice. No eyeliner. Nothing. I'll just bring a bunch of sunglasses. So, the whole beauty thing for me is new, but we are working on a beauty box. Like, you oh, know. like a subscription box? A subscription box. That would be, from the fashion bomb, that would be mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, we're working on it. So, I will find my beauty stride soon I think, enough. Yeah, I, think you're, I think you're already in your, in your beauty stride. I mean... <laughs> I, for me, the reason why I transitioned, well, I did transition. My interest with beauty grew over time mm-hmm. was because I realized that when your hair and body and skin are on point, you can be in like a t-shirt and jeans, right? It's true. Like for me, at least there are no clothes in the world that can make me feel as good as when all of my like physical stuff is in line. You know, like in the summer when like your body's on point and your skin is like popping and like everything's just like working. It's like, who cares what I'm wearing? It's definitely a full package. And you know, I think in fashion people 
I don't know. I think one of the best canvases for fashion is a great body. And, yeah. and what a great body is varies from person to person. But I think just being the best, best, being the best version of you. Yes. You know, like, I don't think I'll ever be, like, that super skinny girl. I, I never and, will. And is that even something you aspire to, honestly? No. I mean, yeah, exactly. I like, I like it. Exactly. You know, I like having big boobs of or course. whatever. It's like, like, it's like my, it's, it's my goals. We were talking about goals. <laughs> like, I wish that I had this like curvaceous body. I don't happen to have that type of body, but yeah, you know, I can't covet, like I'm, I'm not built that way and that's yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah. But I think I could, everybody always could improve upon themselves. Mm-hmm. Like I want to have, always have toned legs and always want to have a toned stomach. I want to be able to wear a bikini and you know, all those things. So, yeah. you know, I think we're always works in progress. I think it's, there's another part kind of near the grooming chapter where you talk about learning what works for you mm-hmm. and studying the color wheel, mm-hmm. which I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's so fascinating to learn like what colors work for you, what silhouettes work for you. Yeah. And you talk about like, just identify that one part of your body that everyone compliments and just play that up. And yeah. you know, you're always in an amazing fab like skirt or a dress yeah. because you've got great legs and you know, you've Thank got you. great legs. Yeah. So you show them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes it can get boring wearing the same silhouette or like the same sort of thing all the time. Boring for it, who? For you or the viewer? For the viewer, but if you're, I disagree. As as a viewer of mm-hmm. you, I disagree. I don't mm-hmm. think it gets boring. No, no. I mean, I think that for everyday people, if you find out what works for you and the colors that work for you, go for it. For me, sometimes I like to take risks because I have to get dressed up so much. Mm-hmm. But I definitely know what works, like the blazer. I, and, and not just what works, but what I like. Yes. Too. So, yes. you know. I saw you, saw you posted something recently where you said, like, you had to get ready in five minutes. And yeah. I was, like, laughing because you looked so amazing. Thank you. Do, you, <laughs> do you have that, like, go-to, I have zero time, but, like, I know this is going to work outfit like do you have a few of those outfits I love a blazer okay my dream is to have a Balmain blazer in every color oh nice uh just Balmain did you hear that are you listening Please. yeah come send, on send Claire some send Claire some blazer <laughs> I just need one in every color um just a white t-shirt jeans and like thigh high boots you know and some dope sunglasses. Ooh, white t-shirt, jeans, and thigh-high boots. I love that. Yeah, and a Balmain blazer. If that could be my uniform every single day, I'd be a happy woman. That's so cute. Um, but I know, like, the V-necks and the A-line skirts, like, I know how to dress for my body type, but sometimes I want to have fun with it. And that was something that I addressed on thebomblife.com. Like, should we always dress for our body type? Like, someone would say, like, oh, you shouldn't wear a turtleneck because you have big boobs. And I'm like, well, no. it's winter for one, so I w- would like to be warm. Um, but and turtlenecks two, are so chic. I yeah, love Yeah, like sometimes you want to wear a turtleneck, so shoot me. You know, maybe you don't like it, but at the end of the day, like, do what you love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the other thing about style that people don't realize is in order to take risks and get it right, you have to get it wrong sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you, unless you want to be boring. I've always heard... Um, that like chic is code for boring, which I kind mm-hmm. of agree with, right? People yeah. say, oh, so chic. It's like, yeah, AKA like never takes risks and boring. Yeah. But people like Solange and Rihanna, like the true risk takers, sometimes they get it wrong. Sometimes you look at Solange and you're like, I oh, don't, no, I know you were trying to do something. Yeah. Didn't nail it. Mm-hmm. But when she gets it right, it's so right. And you <clears> respect <throat> the fact that she's a risk taker. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I respect those women, Solange and Rihanna. I think... For me, yeah. I don't 
know. I feel like I have to be. I have to get it right most of the time. <laughs> I feel like I have to because you because really, of, you live with online. Like people comment on what you wear and like you right. have to see that. And then people challenge my credibility or cha- challenge my website's credibility based on whether or not I, I they think I know how to. Dress. That would really piss me off. Right. So they could. I mean, I don't know. I think I've I found my stride now with my readers. Like everyone's nice to me, which is great. But I feel like in my position, I wouldn't have as much flexibility to be creative. Like either I'd have to be fashion wreck all the time, like I'm fashion police, or <laughs> they'd be like, I don't really get it. But even if you look at Kiara Fragni from The Blonde Salad, she's a very kind of, some people might say, basic dresser. Oh, I find her to be in base, not even basic dresser. I find her to be basic in all senses of the word. Well, I don't find her to be aspirational or... I don't get it. She appeals to the everyday girl and something that, you know, because I pay attention to these people. Cause yeah. I'm just like, damn, they're killing it. This is a oh, blogger yeah. who's on the cover of magazines, but she always has a dope bag. Always. Mm, well, that goes back to what we were talking about earlier about this yeah. like luxury bag kind of signifying. Her bag game is crazy. And she probably does not buy them, but that is her thing. She'll huh. be wearing a t-shirt and jeans. And then like a crazy bag. And a dope bag. And that's her and thing. And then like her like eating disorder on display. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> but she's, <laughs> she's she very, 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 very thin, right? Which she adds, is. Right, a t-shirt and jeans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she's a model. You know, there are so many different things that play into her popularity. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're coming to the last question. Last question. And this is a question that I ask all of my guests. Okay. When do you feel most beautiful? Hmm. That is an interesting question. (laughs) When do I feel most beautiful? Uh, When I get my makeup done. (laughs) (laughs) When I have all my (laughs) clothes on. Um... I don't know. I like a fresh beat. I like a good makeup beat down. Um, when do I feel most beautiful? When you're like, so when you're ready to go to an event, you know, your makeup looks flawless, your yeah. outfit's on point and you're just like, yeah, I feel most beautiful when my makeup's done. I have on a great outfit. I have on a great heel, my fur is on and I'm <laughs> ready to take on the town. That's when I feel my most beautiful. But that's not to say that. I don't think I'm beautiful with a fresh face because right. I do. I wouldn't venture out the house if I didn't feel beautiful that way. But it's it's interesting. Like with my boyfriend, I'm always like Facetime me when I have makeup on because <laughs> I'm always like, and he's like, you're beautiful anyway. Like you're crazy. Yeah. But there's something about you know great makeup, a great outfit, a great yes. shoe, a great coat that is transformative. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that I convey to my readers. It's just like, it's not just fashion. It, it, it affects the way that you feel. It affects yes. the way that you take on the world. Yes. It affects your confidence. So, you know, it's important. Yes. So, yeah. So if you're listening and it's nighttime, plan your outfit tomorrow, dress up, do an amazing look. Kill him. Kill him tomorrow. Yes. Just kill him. Why not? Yes. Yes. All right. Thank you so much for coming on. It was Thank so great you talking to you. for having me. Yes. And also, you need to start your own podcast. You know that, right? I will. Okay, guys. Yes. Coming soon. You heard it here first. Uh, Fashion Bomb Podcast. It's coming this yes. summer. <laughs> Bye.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 